The next one will be <clears throat> the purpose of marriage. This will be number five, pillar number five. The purpose for marriage <clears throat> is simply for one thing. And this is something that most people never get to in their marriage. They never get to this point. They never get to the last two. But this one they, they hardly ever get to. And the purpose of marriage is for one thing. Why did God enact marriage? Why did he give marriage? Why did he do what he did? And marriage, the purpose of marriage is simply the fulfillment of God's plan through a husband and wife relationship that is the example of the spiritual relationship of Christ and the church. When God's plan to reach the world was put into play, it was simply three concepts. God formed a government because there had to be an order to society. Within that government, God put a New Testament church in the New Testament. That is the order to man's life for purpose and direction. And then the third thing that God established was the establishment of marriage between a husband and wife to eventually have kids for the purpose of uh, reproduction. You'll find that a marriage and a family will also be in a physical sense, a spiritual sense, and uh, when you look at Adam and Eve, <clears throat> the illustration in Genesis 1, 2, and 3 is, is so clear that they were created as sons of God. They were created with the image of God. Adam and Eve were the only two people ever in all of the history of the world that when they were created, were created born again. And uh, they have God's image, they have God's likeness, and the Bible calls them sons of God. Their commission was simple with God's plan back there, kingdom of heaven. The commission was to, uh, to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. They're told that. You're told that. Their job in a sinless state of a man and a wife with no, no, no pain in childbearing, no problems of any kind in weather, nothing, no hospitals, no doctors, nothing that you needed, no breech birth, no baby turned the wrong way, no cord wrapped around his head, no, no midwife needed. Their job was to repopulate the world in a physical sense with sons of God that was going to establish God's kingdom. That was their original purpose with the first husband and wife. And we know that the devil stopped that plan. And when he did... All within God's plan. God has a unique way when the devil steps in and messes something up, he just shifts to the left and says, you know what, this is what I was going to do anyhow, so no big deal, and it just keeps on moving. God then goes about, in the New Testament, we'll skip the Old Testament for now, to establish the family. That is, in, in Christ, has restored the image and have now the ability to have children, even though we're in the world of sin, and now you have pain in childbirth, now you have, have to have hospitals and doctors, and you have problems with birth sometimes. But to have children in Christ with a restored image, and have now the ability to have children, then lead them to Christ through a process, and then train them up to reach others, and in time, reach the whole world with the gospel. 
That's his purpose of marriage today. And most people never see that. They never get past the fact that we're married. We're going to be married. Now we can have sex. Now we can sleep together. I don't have to feel guilty about it. We don't have to do this. We don't have to do that. We're finally together. We're, but they never understand it to this depth. And when the devil attacked Adam and Eve to deceive them and to destroy the family, you now see the attack for the next 6,000 years that the devil's going to do because he knows the absolute importance of the family. And he knows when the family breaks down, the whole system breaks down. And so we have a world today of a lot of God's people who get married and do the right thing, but never take it any farther than that because they fail to see the real purpose of the marriage. The government of this country is in a mess. It's in a mess because of the churches of this country, they're in a mess. And when the government gets into a mess and the church gets into a mess, you know what? The families get into a mess. And you see the devil has attacked all three and destroyed all three, and this is why nothing is being done. And this is why you got a lot of nice churches out there who have nice slippery sermons every Sunday, who say nice things, talk about Christ, loving Christ, and all this. And the people that go to those churches are as dormant as the statues on the Cathedral of Notre Dame. They never get a thing done. In fact, the statues are probably better because water does come out of their mouth when it rains. <laughs> the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, that all things work together for good to them who are called according to his purpose. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 11, written to the church, the book of Ephesians, says that the reason for the church and its purpose is very clear. Ephesians 3.11 says, According to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, then God had a purpose in his Son. God established the church, established the family, put that family, mom and dad, in Christ in time, your children in Christ, that you could fulfill the purpose of Christ. It's just that simple. The purpose of reaching men and women through the Lord Jesus Christ, His plan. And at the center of that will always be the family. A husband and a wife fulfilling the purpose of God. I don't make things happen with my sermons. I don't even think Oh, that far ahead <clears throat> but it's no accident that tomorrow <clears throat> based on what we're doing here today that um, Proverbs chapter 13 the next section to the end is probably uh, a great addendum to this and John I would uh, when you get when you do this I would get tomorrow and put it in as like an addendum at the end or something in there, make it make me look really good with like I knew how I was doing all this stuff. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <clears throat> but I want to show you something tomorrow. I'm going to show you something that probably, and I don't say this because I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show you something tomorrow that probably there isn't another Christian in this city who understands. 
I'm going to show you tomorrow from the Bible and out of Proverbs one of the greatest principles that you're ever going to find about your family. And it has to do with God not looking at your family being complete to the third generation. The most sobering thought that you could ever have. So many parents are just glad that your kids get saved. That's all the farther they go with it. And, they, and I'm, I'm happy that they got saved. And that's the second generation. And they grow up and they, they do good and they do and you're, they don't get in trouble, don't kill anybody, don't become part of ISIS. You, you know, you think you got it made in the shade. The bottom line is this. That Bible says, and I'm going to show you tomorrow, in God's mind there's something about that third generation. And as far as God's concerned and your family showing up at the judgment seat of Christ with everything that God has, a father who has children and becomes a grandfather, has to be responsible and understand the concept that the completeness of his family is not complete and not established until the third generation. Now, I'm going to show you tomorrow that many of you young guys and gals, when you came into this church, you came out of families that were non-biblical. Your mom and dad may have been saved, but they were worthless. Don't mean that in a bad way. You know how I'm talking about it. Or they were unsaved, and they didn't do anything for you ever spiritually. God saw something in you. God brought you here with me in this church. Because he wants you from this point on, listen to me, to break the cycle of your family screwing it up and wants you to start the first generation and then do it right to get the future generations of your kids back on track. Because the key to winning this world to Christ and you being successful will be your family. And in God's mind, it is not fixed and established and set to the third generation. I'm going to talk about a, a, a guy that I know, family tomorrow. won't tell you any names. You'll hear it again. But you're extra special, so you get to hear it twice. But it'll make more sense for you tomorrow since we're here today. This guy was one of the best preachers I ever heard in my life. He put, I don't know how many guys in the ministry. He was an incredible guy. And he raised, he had two kids. <clears throat> Whatever the reason, I don't know, don't want to speculate, but those two kids, as good as they were, and they were both saved, they both got screwed up and went into apostasy. One of them is messed up in a church and a religion that has nothing to do with the Bible. The other one doesn't even go to church at all. That was the second generation. I'm not here to discuss why a guy like that produced kids like that, that's not my point. My point is this. He was one of the most incredible Bible teachers and Bible preachers the world has ever seen, as far as my estimation is concerned. But his kids were failures. And now, his kids all have grandkids. 
those grandkids, for the most part, are now probably not even saved. They're marrying people who are never going to be saved. There's no even thought about what their great, what their grandpa said about this, 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 this. About marriage. And now we have him producing the second generation, his kids, who now have produced this third generation of their, his grandkids, who absolutely don't go to church, care nothing about God, nothing about the Bible, marrying unsaved people from other religions without any concern or right or wrong or anything because they've lost the whole concept. Here you have it, one of the most powerful preaching ministries on the face of this planet by the third generation. Gone. Never to return. God brought some of you to this church because he wants you to break that cycle. And you're going to break that cycle. If God would have left you where you were or sent you someplace else, you never would have broken. You would have continued on as a very nice person who loves God to the best of your ability. You'd have had kids. Some of them would have turned out good. Some would have turned out bad. The grandkids... <coughs> It, you would have been oblivious to the aspect that God's goal to reach the world is families, and your family is not secure and set until the third generation comes out on fire for God. I don't understand why it's that way. I don't, I'm going to show you tomorrow example after example after example. There's something about that third generation. And we have people in our church that you will break that cycle. We all have some people in our church that will begin that cycle the wrong way. Everybody makes their own choices. But I'm telling you something. <clears throat> you need to understand the purpose of your marriage. <clears throat> 